Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Hey, everybody.、Uh, welcome to episode 29 of Japan According to Akio.、Uh, we had <laughs> an interesting episode. Uh, the first 20 minutes was my love letter to Black Panther. I was able to go see it today, so、um, I talked about that, you know, sorry, uh, uh, quite a bit in the beginning of the podcast. But、um, luckily, I was able to springboard from that into a、uh, conversation. If it's only me talking, it's not a conversation. But I was just talking about it. <laughs> about.、Um, You know, the greater context of、uh, race in Japan, especially particularly half Japanese kids, which my son is one of、um, that group, and, and, and my vision for him and how it relates to the movie. Then I, was, I talked about an interesting experience I had on the train in, Tokyo, in of course, Tokyo、um, this weekend. We, well, we even hit vending machines, panhandling,、um, and finally we got the fucking surgical masks. Uh, so, there's a lot of different elements in the podcast.、Uh, if you don't really care that much about Black Panther or don't want to hear me like, talk about it that much, just skip forward for about like, 15 minutes maybe. The first like, 15 20 minutes of the podcast, I go hard about Black Panther.、Um, And then after that, the, the conversation kind of changes. But if you do, if you like that shit, you know what I'm talking about? Because I'm sorry, I'm still, was, it was today, it was a good day. It was Black Panther Day. So I really enjoyed it. I'm riding the high. If you listen to the first 20 minutes, you'll understand why that rhymed. Awesome. So,、um, okay, whatever. Enjoy. Yo, what's up, everyone? What's up? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Japan According to Akil. It is episode 29. I think it's episode 29. I'm pretty sure it's episode 29. I forgot to check before I hit the、um, play button, but I'm going to call it episode 29 if I'm completely wrong. My bad. But、um, yeah, I'm here on the tail end of my Black Panther excursion. Mmm, fucking Wakanda. Like, um, yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm totally, totally fucked up in the head, like,、um, totally off center and everything、uh, for the podcast. Like,、uh, it's probably not going to be a long podcast,、uh, just because, like, you know, again,、um, I, I was talking to my family.、Um, I called, called my,、um, my family and,、um, and everything and just, You know, talk to my dad, talk to my sister.、Um, so I'm just totally like in Afrocentric mode right now. <laughs> I told my wife, like, I went with my wife and I was like, yo, this is just let me do it. Let me do it today. This is Black Panther Day. Let me just have this day, you know. So, same thing for this podcast.、Um, you know,、uh, on deck today, I'm, it's, again, it's going to be a short podcast just because, like, honestly, sorry, I'm not. Focused on the podcast at all. I was like watching Black Panther reviews and, you know, giving my son a bath, listening to African music and shit. Like, I'm, you know, I'm fucking still in Wakanda, man. Like,、um, especially, you know, if, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're not black, like, you know,、um, 
black or african-american or whatever um that, you know i totally you're like well what but you might be like that but um i kind of figured let, let me expand on that and maybe why it's a bit important and significant for me um which actually is something i could really explain um as far as the uh experience of living in japan goes you know, so i guess i'll start with that right like being and I, was, I was telling my wife about about this as well while, while we were eating after the movie like you know the movie was for me and again this is only my personal opinion i was just sitting here watching some reviews about people giving reasons why they didn't like the movie uh on youtube because i just wanted to hear both sides of it of course i disagree but um for a few different reasons i'll keep to myself but just you know got respect everyone's opinion at least i got I feel people for having like enough balls to like go online and really you know say that they didn't like it but that movie was something for me I feel like it was something for me that really speaks to me and I'm pretty sure like you know every black person all over the fucking world like most of us 99% of us I'm just throwing out random numbers but you probably if you, if you listen to this shit you probably feel the goddamn same way that movie was the shit it was exactly what I needed in my life right now <laughs> um and you know one of the big things about that movie which I was you know which I really felt um being in the theater because ironically I was you know in Japan and I was one of the I was the only black person in the theater you know everyone else was Japanese and I'm like, fuck, look at my wife, just, she let me go. She was, I was just like, Ugh. you know, I'm laughing at jokes nobody's laughing at. Like, I'm, you know, like, like oh, you don't get it, you know. <laughs> what are those? The kind of shit, like, you know, I'm just having a blast, taking pictures in front of the statue after the joint, like, before the joint. Like, just, you know, enjoying the experience of, of, of something that's made for me. And um, that's something I was telling my wife, like, you know, that's something, me growing up, 36, like, that was like impossible this is like the i equivalent i equated to the the obama election of action movies you know what i'm saying it's something that i can totally get into my son you know um i was telling i didn't think about it until today like you know in he's one like he's not watching that movie for like at least eight years you know because it's a lot of killing in it but um it's something that, you know, he, I can show him that and be like, hey, if you want to be, you know, uh, it, uh, it raises the bar, like opens the door, like, hey, there's a lot of different roles if you want to be like a mainstream action star, not only like a Will Smith crossover star, like you can do some shit, like it might be other movies like that coming out in the future, so, um, you know, um, yeah, sorry, you can tell, that's just my rant, I'm sorry, I'm still on full Black Panther mode, I'm, I apologize if you're like, what the fuck is he talking about, but, <laughs> but, um, because it came out later than it did in America, um, it came out at the beginning of this month, I believe, like the beginning of March, uh, most movies come out later than they do in, uh, sorry, let me check something, Infinity Wars, um, most most movies come out later in Japan than they than they do in the West. Like actually, Japan's typically the the last uh, place that um, the last place in the world that gets most movies. But I, I was surprised that actually I think Marvel Infinity Wars is coming out um, in Japan. It might be coming out in Japan first. 
Yeah, it, it comes out on the 27th in... Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't know why, but Infinity Wars comes out two days in Japan before it does in the rest of the world, which is like, I don't fucking know why. Um, I, I have no idea why, which is kind of just interesting how, how shit like that works. Like, this is like one of the only movies I think that is coming out in Japan before it comes out in the West. But, I don't, you know, I, I, I've been behind on Marvel movies, so I'm not sure if I can see it or I'm going to see it or not. Because for that shit, I know I got to do homework. I, I still haven't seen Doctor Strange and anything after that, you know, besides this one. But I knew this was going to be a standalone movie, so I saw it. I'm getting totally sidetracked. My bad. I'm sorry. Like, I've told you, I'm fucking still on Black Panther, man. Um, <laughs> but, but um, no, being in the movie, like, uh, I, was, I was explaining to my wife, like, it was one of the, the times, one of the few times in my life since um, moving away from Washington, D.C., which used to be Chocolate City, by the way, um, you know, really predominantly all black area uh, growing up from um, from when I was born until I graduated from high school. All of my high schools, all of my schools were at least like 90, at least 90 percent black, I'd say um, 90, sometimes like 99 percent black, almost 100 percent black. My elementary school, I think, was 100 percent black. Um, but um, yeah, like going from that, I went to like a predominantly white school, uh, a university where it was like, I think, three, seven percent black people, something like that. And from that point on and then coming to Japan, you know, I was I've always been uh, um you know, and I'm sure if you're, if you're African American or, or black in general, you kind of know what I'm talking about. I've been, you know, a minority in the in that greater context, right, of a greater society, and um, that's something you know you have kind of a double consciousness, a double way of thinking about things. But this was the time where this is my movie, you know, and even though I'm the fucking only black person in the movie theater, it's my shit, and other people are observing my shit and so i could totally relax and just enjoy it like this is for me oh they got the music bumping oh yeah this shit's fucking afrocentric as a motherfucker like you know and hearing like the oohs and ahs from people like other reactions from people from other japanese people and my reaction you know to different parts of the movie was kind of interesting for me and and that just just something that you can use if you if for example you are not um black i think is from several people i'll I'll just use americans right i've had several friends uh colleagues who are not black really comment um that coming to japan was like their first time really feeling eyes on them all all of the time and and feeling like you know a bit uncomfortable at some situations where it's like well why why does everyone expect have these preconceived notions of me and these prejudices of me and why do i have to do xyz and why can't i just be me and as the individual and da, 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 da. and i always tell the people oh you know what it feels like to be black now great awesome like as a milder virgin like version of it like it for me as an african-american it was a much easier transition to come to Japan because it's kind of like prejudice light how I describe it like you know a lot of the the 
the reactions people have to me and 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 you know um stares and things like that i've kind of gotten used to that in america you know dealing with the police and things like that but it's not malicious here so it's like i'm not on guard or on defense like i would be in america so it's a lot easier for me to digest here or deal with or roll with you know than it was in the states um and i i find it interesting sometimes like i had this conversation with a colleague a coworker like i think like a couple of months ago as well he just came here and he was like huh and we talked for about it for like 10 minutes and i was just like yeah like that's in a way what it feels like to be black and he was like wow i never thought about it like that and i've heard i think like at work like about like at least about 10 people tell me the same thing that you know they were surprised at how uncomfortable they felt in some situations in japan and why do i have to do this and why do i have to do that and i'm like shit's comfortable for me <laughs> i'm kind of used to it so ain't no thing for me like you know um and the movie i was going full circle while i was telling my wife is the movie was a rever a flip of that a complete reverse of that so all you know my my, my mother-in-law was like yeah i'm happy you love the movie and my wife was like i'm happy i could i could feel you just radiating my blood you know i could stretch my my wings of blackness and let them fly <laughs> for a couple of hours <laughs> you know unrestrained blackness you know so um no but 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 but, but seriously like yeah so i'm still kind of on that high if you will um of just you know seeing a, a good movie like whatever you think of the movie uh, most of the people i know like loved it but a few people on the internet said they didn't like it didn't like it that much you know it's, it's not blasphemy for me if you don't because i could kind of understand it like it is kind of like a fucking black movie like it's real like i was like oh my gosh they made like a fucking you know a lot of care and time went into this and i was like shit like yeah, so I, I can understand, like, some people, it might not be stuff they could connect with, you know. Um, my wife said she wants to see it again because she was like, oh, like, some shit, the visuals and and other shit. And I'm like, yeah, you know. Uh, and of course, I just went off talking about it for, like, about a couple of hours. But, you know, <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm still I'm still on that, you know, that just real, like, vibe. Because in my everyday life in Japan, I'm not, like, repressed or anything like that but those kind of emotions and, and feelings are, are something that i don't really tap into on a regular basis you know what i'm saying like i don't tap into my flavor you know if you will like on an everyday basis here i'm a lot more of a stoic kind of person um still just just uh i'm more of like in samurai mode if you will in japan uh and it was good to just even though i'm just sitting there i mean i wasn't like you know hollering like yo i mean i know if i was went there with a bunch of black people we would have been like yo you know i i know how i would be acting but i'm here with my wife and i'm the only black person in the theater so um i just kind of just like soaked it all in and just enjoyed that and i, I was just happy for the people who made the movie and, and and I appreciate like the time and energy that went into that movie. Even if you can't relate to what I'm saying, um, like I'm a person that grew up not being able to see people that like I love like you know fucking anime and action movies and shit like that. And I really grew up not being able to see like heroes and superheroes and shit like that. 
that looked like me, you know, and I wasn't really able to connect with anyone in it and um, on the screen subconsciously. And I'm, I'm very cognizant of that with my son as well, growing up in Japan, you know, being half black. In my eyes, he is black. Like, you know, I told my wife, like, I'm raising him. He's not like a half Japanese boy. He's black to me. And you raise him as a Japanese child and I'm raising him as a black child, you know. And so I'm very much pick and choose the images I want him to I expose him to on TV because and you know music and things like that because I want him to have that inside of him you know grow as a part of him and of course it'll be up to him how he balances those things out and 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 what he um what he identifies with and how much and things like that that's going to be part of his you know, challenge in life, but I just want to to let him know that you know part of what he is, so he doesn't have to. He never feel you know feels like those type of questions or whatever you know. So um, seeing that movie made me really look forward to the day where I could watch that with him, and you know, um, and because that was something like I I didn't that had an impact on me growing up that I really didn't realize and. You know, I, I kind of wonder sometimes how uh, half black kids deal with that as well. Like I see it sometimes. Um, and now we're going off on some deep shit. Sorry, um, but again, this is, this is this is all connected to Japan, and and you know, I'm trying to bring it back around. Again, I'm, this is sorry. I'm sorry. Fuck it. Sorry, but um, like um, yeah, how how half Japanese kids deal with that like because it is kind of an issue and they're in the Tokyo area there are you know I've seen a, a much more of an increase in the amount of half Japanese kids in, since I've come to Japan and they're more um it's more of a commonplace kind of thing it's not you know when I first came here it was like oh like there's a foreign person oh there's a half it was still like a wow there's a half Japanese kid but now it's more like of a common thing in the Tokyo area so you know, in the next coming years and decades, like the place of those those people, individuals in Japanese society is going to be something that's going to need to be worked out. And for me, I don't know what I don't have the answer, you know, and I don't have the answer for my son uh, as he grows. Like the only thing I can do, you know, I can't. I, tell, I, I think about this a lot and I tell him that, like, I can't teach my son how to be Japanese you know what I'm saying like I've grown up in Japanese I can't I can't teach him my fucked up Japanese you know because my speaking has gone down and my speaking is shit now I mean my listening is cool but my speaking is shit so um my grammar is terrible so (laughs) so um like I can't you know like I I, that's something I can't put inside of him I can't teach him how to do that I can teach him how to be black you know, and I can show him what I think in that part of himself. And that's something that I decided that's what I'm going to do. You know, and my, and my wife and, and her family and Japanese society in general, they're naturally going to teach him how to, if, knock on wood, ideally, you know, how to be Japanese. You know, he's going to get that. But... Without me and my influence, no one's going to be there to really teach him how to be black, you know, and that part of who he is. So me growing up as, as a kid, my parents are from South America, um, but um, 
from uh, Guyana, a small country in South America, and so I'm a first-generation American. So I grew up in kind of a little bit of a similar environment in a way where I was surrounded. I grew up in America, but I felt kind of like both my parents are from there, but I felt like both worlds because my family has this strong Caribbean influence, but um, I... I'm very much American and so I didn't 100% fit in either, you know either way like what I mean I could blend in with my American friends but part of like my way of thinking or or my background really affected like my thought process a bit you know quite a bit you know uh, and same thing with my family like if I got around like really 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 Caribbean people I'm the Yankee boy you know like I'm I'm just like awkward and like I can't really flow with things I can understand what's going on but I just couldn't naturally flow with things and over in time like I had to kind of accept that role and so I think like for my son you know, he's gonna have to accept that role, like find his role in both uh, parts of you know, in both societies. But I think if he does it well, he'll be able to flow between both. Which I feel like I've kind of found that balance within myself now, and I'm able to do that. Like I'm me, Akil, um, with wherever I go, and I really want him. To, I'm I'm trying to put that skill into him, and again, just bringing things full circle to that movie that movie for me represents you know one tool that i can use to kind of show to present to him in the future you know i can say okay you know this is you like superheroes you like this watch this this is another side of 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 things you know this is something that you can see what it's all about you you see you know you see that style you see that flavor you you know like that that's kind of how we do it man like you know i can kind of um, drop those gems on him in the future, not just like by words, but just by by visuals and things like that. Again, it'll probably be when he's like eight or ten years old because there's like guns and, and people getting you know bucked down in that joint. So um, yeah, there's not really gun culture here, so he might be like, "Why are they killing each other?" Like, <laughs> you know, I kind of want my child to be like a peaceful, happy kid. So um, mm, we'll see what happens, but. Um, wow, I can't believe I've really r- ranted off on that for like 20 minutes. Again, um, <laughs> sorry, y'all. Like, that has been my day pretty much. Um, talk, just talking to my parents and, and, and all my, you know, my dad and, and, and thinking about that and, and, and a lot of other shit. So, so that, that's that, right? Um, give me one second. Let me close the door. I feel a little draft. It's a little crack in the door. Hold on one second. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So we did that. Uh, again, this is going to be a short podcast. Um, I have, again, I have uh, another much larger topic, but I'm going to save it for next week just because I'm not in the frame of mind to really go off on that. You see, I got the energy, I got the power, but it's just all Black Panther power. So, I'm, you know, it's, it's no reason for me to bring up a, pa- uh, excuse me, bring up a topic that I'm not really going to you know give i'm gonna give it to you i'm gonna give it to you raw right whatever the fuck comes out so um that's that but what before i get about it here um i will share uh something (laughs) kind of unusual that happened to me uh, i think last week um i was just like what the fuck but i mean not no yeah kind of um 
Hmm. Let me just tell you the story. So, you know, I've, you've heard me say, like, um, Tokyo, Japan is really, really safe, right? Um, but I was in a small situation. It's not even like a situation situation. But, uh, yeah, small... I don't even, it wasn't even a confrontation. Um, let me just tell you what the fuck happened. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going back to work between, between jobs. Let me say that. Like, uh, a private lesson and back to work. And, um, so I'm just sitting there chilling on the train, standing there, chilling on the train. Like, it's a crowded rush hour train and listening to some music on my headphones. And, like, I, see this dude come approach me like from the side you know from from my peripheral vision i feel someone moving towards me so um i kind of like look to the side glance to the side and i see this dude he japanese dude pretty tall like he's about my height i'm i'm like six two um so he's about the same height as me and um but he's wearing like a oh okay i gotta talk about face masks okay he's wearing uh fuck he's wearing a face mask let me let me just type a note in my, I got my computer up. Face masks. Let's just well, give me one second so that I'll talk about this uh, after I tell you this story because this is kind of an uh, interesting thing. Okay. Um, so yeah, like he's um, he's got a face mask on, which I don't really know why because pollen uh, hay fever season allergy season is here and a lot of japanese people get have allergies so it might have been the reason why but he's got a hoodie on he's got a face mask on and um i'm like okay like a like a medical surgeon's face mask if you will um so i'm like okay um and so i'm like look at him you know i'm like give my head down like yo what's up what you what you want you know so he opens his he he shows me his hand and he has like a hundred yen which is like a dollar in it and he kind of like taps it you know and he's like yo give me some, give me some money and I'm like look at him like nah you, you can't get that up off me you know like I'm not going like I'm not gonna be like the fuck you saying like I'm not gonna jump at him like that but I was just like gave him like a little, little head tilt like eh, nah you know and then um he um I noticed he had like hand a whole bunch of hand tattoos and shit like you know which is really unusual here um and so he just like looked at me for a second and i just looked at him for a second like i'm I'm not like a tough guy but it's just like you know he's okay you looking kind of creepy but like you know (laughs) he wasn't like that you know he didn't have it like that let me put it like that so um, I'm not gonna lie, it did like get my heart rate up for a second because I'm just not on guard like that here, so I'm not used to being on point like that here about stuff. So um when I first saw the person approach me like that, you know, my pulse increased quite a bit and I was just like, Oh, what the what the fuck? But you know, it just kept it cool. It's like, huh? And so then after after I was like was basically like, nah, he just like went to the next train car. Um and uh yeah so the guy like and then like a few minutes later some japanese small japanese women came rushing into my train car and was like oh kawaii kawaii like it was really scary so he probably went panhandling like there too um and then like i saw him get off the train or something like that so 
Yeah, typically I would imagine like the average Japanese person would be freaked out and would probably give him some money, but um, yeah, I ain't going out like that. Um, which I, I can also talk about panhandling too. Okay, maybe we might be able to extend the podcast a bit more. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. So, um, panhandling is just not something you're really gonna see in Japan as well. As, as well, like Japanese people are just not gonna feed into it really, and you're not going to like like if, if there is a panhandler, they're really gonna focus on you being like a non-Japanese person because they know those are people more than likely to give money or, or donations as well. Japanese people just don't really give like to like charitable organizations as much as western people or homeless people as much um the reason why because the perception and, and me too i kind of feed into it i don't know how much it's reality or not but it is more like the perception is like you can get a job if you want to you know so um it might not be a great job but you know um that's kind of the perception so um yeah, so, you know, people who are homeless don't really get that love that much like they would in the West. And a funny story, like, because, you know, I remember, like, when I used to go, you know, in my 20s when I first got here, my, not only that, in my 20s, I used to go to Shibuya quite a bit, right? And so the first, I think the first month I was here, like a homeless dude i remember i remember the guy he had like really long nails really long hair he was dirty as a motherfucker like you know he was just like homeless as a motherfucker and um he came up to me and asked me for some money and so like his hand out and i gave him like i think like 50 yen or something like 50 cents and he just grabbed it and ran away like you know i put it in his hand and he just like looked at it and like ran away like <laughs> just like disappeared like i was like the fuck he was the flash and, um, yeah, so every time I went to Shibuya after that, like, for, like, no joke, like, four or five years, if that dude spotted me, he would spot me. And if he saw me, he would make a beeline for me and ask me for, and just, like, put his hand, like, smile, he would just smile with his hand out. And, um, sometimes I played, like, a game with him, like, I mean, not I wouldn't tell him this, but it was just like a game for me. Like, if I had put my hand in my pocket and I had some change, I'd give it whatever coin I came out with, I'd give it to him, right? And if I didn't have anything or I was just like, nah, I'll just say nah. And so sometimes, you know, he was he wasn't like pressing me. He was like a res- really respectful homeless dude. Like, so if I kind of was like, eh, you know, he just like smiling, like okay. Um, <laughs> one time I pulled out. I remember like he asked me, like he was right in front of me. And like we, were, you know, I was heading straight towards him. Uh, maybe I had a few drinks in me too. I forgot, but I reached in my pocket and I pulled out five hundred yen, which is like five dollars. And so I was just like, "All right." And so, like you know, that's the rules I set for myself. So I gave it to him, and he looked at it and looked up at me, and he he didn't say he just darted some, some <laughs> darted off. <laughs> and um, what I found out. Mm. Several years, I mean, you know, I think sometime later was another former coworker of mine knew of that dude the same way, uh, and he told me like, yeah, basically one time I bought him a drink. He just liked to get drinks from vending machines. So there's vending machines everywhere in Tokyo. Like I'm sure you probably 
heard about it or if you read or anything about um in japan in general there's vending machines fucking everywhere but especially in tokyo it's ridiculous um there aren't if underwear vending machines like there aren't like there i mean i guess there are somewhere there is an underwear vending machine somewhere in tokyo in some like shady corners in kabukicho somewhere but you know i read about it on the internet and i always used to be like where are the underwear vending machines people but you know again the 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 obscure ass shit gets kind of blown out of proportion on the internet so it's just like drink vending machines most of the time a few snack vending machines and stuff like that but generally just drinks but the abundance of them will be shocking they're everywhere okay (laughs) you'll never have to worry about being thirsty put it like that um my advice with tokyo vending machines is don't get the fucking small ones right like those for western people that's a you're just throwing money down the drain when i first came to japan i used to be like oh cute look they got these small little fucking juice joints for like you know 80 yen or something like that if you're thirsty and you get a little small drink it's gonna be gone in like two seconds and then you're gonna want to buy another one and then like you're just paying double when you if you just paid like 20 yen more or like 20 cents us more you or 30 or 40 whatever you could just got a regular size drink but instead you're drinking this half little like one mouthful of fucking like juice or whatever the fuck you want and then it's gone so just it looks cute it looks very japanese just get a regular fucking size drink from a vending machine trust me you'll like it took me like several weeks to realize i was just blowing cash like it's las vegas on fucking like undersized drinks before i stopped doing that shit so um that's my advice for vending machines yeah so um um one 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 final thing i'll talk about yeah i said i'll talk about face masks um and then i'll get out of here so yeah, because we're, we're about 30 minutes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Black Panther took up half the time, but I'm glad, like, the conversation has kind of shifted and evolved into something else where I didn't feel like I'm just, like, talking for my own talk, or, like, my dad would say, talking for talk's sake. Um, but, yeah, so face masks in Japan are, are something that you're going to have to see, like, depending on your country of origin, like, in America, like, they really are not a thing nobody wears a fucking face mask like a surgical mask let me say surgical mask is a better word face mask you might think of like a ski mask or something like that but it's surgical masks there are a lot of different reasons people wear them the main seasons you'll see people wear them are right now which is spring and another season will be in fall or winter especially winter um so pretty much from yeah yeah now that i think about it pretty much from like november from like december up through like may april may you're gonna just see people in fucking masks everywhere right (laughs) maybe even october um the frequency was just gonna increase um the reason why there's a few different reasons why like i'm not sure i couldn't i haven't been able to nail down a 100 percent reason why in winter but mm, i've been told a few different reasons mainly for women in winter, what I've heard is, not, or any season for women is if a woman doesn't have her makeup on, right? And she doesn't, you know, she, 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 she might just pin, do her eyes or whatever, pencil her eyes in or, or not do anything. But instead of like walking out of the house with no makeup on, if you throw on a face mask, a surgical mask, you can just walk out and you're all right, I guess. I don't know. Um, for me, like, 
you know, I'm, I'm married, I'm happily married, but I'm still a guy. And so, you know, if I see someone who looks nice, I'm not going front. Like, I look at them. You know, I don't do anything, but I look at them. I'm happily married. But um, the most, the biggest turnoff for me is, like, if I'm walking and I see, like, someone who looks nice from behind or, you know, like, you know, nice clothes or style, some jeans, whatever. And I'm like, oh. Okay, what do we got here? <laughs> and then I walk past, or they stop and turn around. They're wearing a fucking surgical mask. That's like, god, god damn it! Like, it's <laughs> like the biggest turnoff in the world for me. I don't know why, but it just, it just is. And that happens so much. So um, even if I was single, like I couldn't imagine like trying to pick up a, a, a chick with a surgical mask on. Like I, I just couldn't do it, right? Like <laughs> I wouldn't know what to say. Like, ooh, your eyes and the fucking cloth of, I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> but but yeah. So that's one thing. I've also heard in winter, um, surgical masks are used because the air is so dry that. Um, you know, it kind of, a surgical mask adds kind of mist, so people's throats don't get dry, and they don't feel the dryness in their mouths or throats or whatever when they're walked around in wintertime, so some people wear surgical masks for that reason, or also to keep their face warm. I've also heard people say to keep their face warm in wintertime, I guess, I don't know, like... I've never really been that cold where I need a surgical mask to keep my face warm, but hey, I'm not knocking people who do it, man. Like I've uh, I've heard like a couple of people tell me that reason as well. Um, if we fast forward to springtime, so you know, again, it's hay fever season, so people, yeah, are generally like a a large amount of Japanese people get hay fever. Um, I ooh wow this podcast is getting extended more and more again more and more information shit so um if you come to Japan and you live here for a long time um there's a I'm not going to jinx you but there is a possibility that you might develop hay fever I never had allergies or anything in America and I think my like ninth or tenth year in Japan, I started to develop hay fever um, symptoms. I don't know what the fuck I did though. Like you know, I just had a really bad runny nose, coughing, itchy eyes. I don't know what I did, but I changed my diet and stuff like that. Exactly what I did, but since I sorry, the wine's starting to get me a little bit sleepy, but. Since I changed my diet a few years ago, my hay fever symptoms have gotten a lot better. And, um, you know, I'm all, like, organic and natural shit now. So, um, I just get a little bit, little, like, one drop of snot comes out my nose if I'm outside for a while. And sometimes I'll have a little bit of itchiness in the corner of my eye. But that's, that's literally it now. Like, I don't take any hay fever medicine or anything like that. And on the, on the days where people are going crazy, I'm just, like normal so i don't even really think about it but um but several foreign people coming here after several years have developed hay fever um symptoms and allergies and things like that or if you do have allergies like you know it is a possible bring load up on your allergy medicine put it like that if you got allergies load up on that shit before you come here that's probably the advice i'll give you oh um, the reason why um, I've heard this from Japanese people is, and again, Japanese people hate the government for this. 
So let me see if I can get the story straight. So I want to say, I don't know the exact timing of it, but what I heard is maybe it's after World War II. Um, I'm guessing on that, right? It's, it's, it's for some reason, maybe after World War II, uh, the government wanted a lot of, needed like a lot of wood production, right? So what happened was uh, they were using a lot of wood. I'm guessing, I'm pretty sure, it's, I'm guessing, I'm speculating, I'm assuming. No, not assuming. What's a better word? Speculating. Okay. It was from uh, after World War II that, you know, the government was using a lot of wood to rebuild everything and shit like that. So they needed like a tree that grew really quickly. And cedar cedar trees grow really quickly. So basically what happened is the government was like, okay, fuck it. We're just planting a bunch of cedar trees all over the goddamn place. So they planted cedar trees fucking everywhere. Right. And, um, you know, because they grow so quickly and they can use the wood for, for construction. What happened was there's so many, sorry, I thought it was raining. There's so many damn cedar trees. Now the cedar pollen is fucking everywhere and it drives everyone crazy with allergies. That's basically what happens. So, um, there's like a high, um, a large amount of Japanese people who are just like, every year just suffering from allergies from basically now is like the peak of it from now until um let's say like april april end of april like from may is good people are cool generally and then uh, if you've heard me talk about before rainy season comes in uh, june and july so then it's kind of like over but now like i see so many people sneezing surgical masks everywhere crazy goggle glasses like you know hay fever resistant glasses and all this craziness so um again i i know a few co-workers who after five six ten years in japan suddenly you know suddenly developed uh came down with hay fever because of their exposure to the pollen i guess the body builds as it builds up or some shit in your body i don't, I don't fucking know for you know i'm just happy like it's not that serious with me and i don't really have to think about it so much but um yeah uh my wife has to deal with it you know she's she'd be popping on a surgical mask my, my mother-in-law she has to deal with it. she's got a fucking surgical mask on sometimes and pop taking some medicine for it and some you know so i don't know but i'm cool so i can't really f complain about it that much um so just be aware of that if you do have allergies and you're coming to japan in springtime uh, or just any time of the year, just maybe check up on, you know, what allergies you need to look out for, bring some allergy medicine, you know, cause it's, uh, I guess, especially in spring, it's fucking terrible. People are really going, my students go fucking crazy. So, you know, all right. All right. So I'm. I personally, I'm going to wrap things up here. Wow, 40 minutes. Awesome. Like, we're damn near right on time. Like, I was really, con I was a bit concerned when I started this because I figured either I'd just be rambling about Black Panther for like 20 minutes and get up off of here. But I'm happy the conversation was able to go to a few different places. You know, we talked about panhandling. We talked about surgical masks and shit. You know, um, societal shit, half Japanese kids. We, yeah, we got, we got a few. We hit a few spots. Um, I'm again. I'm gonna hold on, keep it super secret. My formal topic that um, is gonna be for next week. But again, I just 
I'm sorry. I was really just riding the high of that movie. I haven't, you know, if you if you listen to the podcast, you know, I've been just busting my ass working so much recently. Um, today was like a uh, a me day, you know, a day to really just like hang out and, and do some shit and, and and geek out for a little while. Like I haven't been to the movies since eh, since Star Wars. I went to Star Wars, but like it's been that that was like about a month ago. But between that, like I really haven't. I've just been grinding away. So um, it was cool, and I'm happy to like get back on my shit tomorrow. But um, yeah, so. If it was the first twenty minutes of the podcast was annoying, sorry about it. See, I didn't even give any any shit. Like again, remember, please like, comment, whatever. Give me stars. Give me something. Like you know, um, Instagram at akil Let me know what you think of the podcast. Questions for Keel is always there, just in case you're inclined. But no one is so far, so hey, it's all good. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's about it for the podcast today. Thanks for bearing with me. If it was annoying, thanks for bearing with me for the first uh, 20 minutes. If you know what I'm talking about, Wakanda motherfuckers. You know? <laughs> and uh, next next time, yeah, we'll be back with a standard podcast. So now I'm going to go listen watch some more fucking reviews of Black Panther and um, upload this motherfucking podcast. All right, y'all. I'm about to here. Holla at you soon. Have a great week. Much love.